Welcome to the Dream Podcast. Please rate and review the podcast because it means a lot to us. And if this is helpful content to you, please share it on social media so that we can add value to more people's lives. Please also subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening from so that we can send you new content each time. The Dream Podcast is purpose to drive insight, education, empowerment, and give tools for one to succeed immensely in their space and their career. The Dream Podcast, brought to you by Prodigious High Definition. On this episode of the Dream Podcast, we have Lungelo Saule. Lungelo Saule is the founder of Saule Cafe, a startup cafe focused on coffee, tea, and meals, which was born out of the necessity of providing this service on November the 9th, 2020, in the midst of lockdown, which was the South African lockdown. Lungelo Saule is also the co-founder of Dream Big, Stay Humble, a youth organization focused on building a network of mentors for the youth to tap into in order to achieve their desired professional goals. He has spoken at Disrupt HR and Employee and Wellness Insights events hosted by Umgeni Water, the Gathering of Young Leaders hosted by Linda Sibia, and he has been a part of the Durban Entrepreneurs Club. Lungela Saule enjoys speaking about sales, consumer psychology, and the importance of personal branding, specifically for young people. He is unashamed unashamedly a youth advocate and believes that the change that we all hunger to see will be delivered and displayed by young people through the establishment of businesses that are in search for meaning more than they are for instant gratification. And you need to understand that your struggle, whatever it is that you're currently going through, you're probably going through that thing for another individual who's not going to go through it. They need to see you go through some sort of struggle in order for them to believe in their current struggle as well, because they don't believe their struggle means anything. So you're, you're like this individual that they will look to and be like, oh snap. So if I do get slapped, I don't die. I just get a scar, you know? Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by My Fresh Start. Are you moving out of your home for the very first time? Whether it is to a student accommodation, boarding school, a new apartment, or a new home. That is indeed still a big step. While the transition may be exciting and exhilarating, it can also be a very anxious time for you. At My Fresh Start, this is where we come in. Our primary objective is to ease and minimize the stress of having to shop for essentials. We have carefully crafted accommodation starter kits, which are kitchen, bathroom, bedroom, and the complete set to help you move into your new home and give you a very fresh start. Hassle-free delivery of furnishings right to your doorstep. There is no need to even decide which item you would prefer. If you have any queries regarding our products or to get the wholesale price list sent directly to you, contact My Fresh Start on 065-936-6114. 936-6114 or email sales at myfreshstart.biz sales at myfreshstart.biz and when asked about how you found out about my fresh start kindly use the referral keyword phd which represents prodigious high definition and lastly you can check out the website www.myfreshstart.biz My brother, welcome to the Dream Podcast. Are you good? No, man, I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. And how are you? 
Man, all is well, man. It's uh, actually uh, an honor to have you on here, bro. Looking forward to having some, you know, some cool conversation with you, a very laid back conversation and insightful one. Most importantly, a deliberate one. But other than that, I'm doing fantastic. And just just want to say, first and foremost, thank you for coming on to the Dream Podcast and, and, and for coming on and taking some time out of your day. To, to come and show with us, to come and have a conversation with us. Um, you're inspiring. I really admire what you do. And yeah, man, big ups. Thank you for, for, for this opportunity. Oh, no, brother. Thank you very much for having me, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a mutual, it's a mutual engagement. It's a, new, a mutual feeling. So I'm as happy to be here as you are to host me. Of course, my brother. That's, that's, that's really cool. And first and foremost, just to open up, um, those who know you know you've just opened a cafe. It's in Durban. Uh, you opened it last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the last year or mid last year. And um, yeah, please speak to us more about that, brother. Because in the midst of a pandemic, you opened a cafe, right? And how much of a breakthrough moment was that for you? Because in the midst of other cafes and other restaurants and other establishments closing down, you yours opened. So in the midst of other people's doors being closed, your door opened. So how how was that? How was how much of a breakthrough moment was that for you and a learning process? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so let, let's have to to you know to put everyone into into perspective. I, I opened the I opened the cafe on the seventh of November, twenty twenty. Um. And you know, for those who follow the the journey, or for those who are following the page, you know, Saule Cafe, they'll see that the very first video that I had posted or created, then posted on 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 the on the social media handle, was the fact that Saule Cafe was built out of a necessity. You know, and when I when mm. I say, when I when I say necessity, I mean I was needed for the skill set, for the expertise, in order for that um, hair nail salon to kind of experience something different. So I filled a gap, you know, that's essentially what I did. I had just left my my previous uh, job. I left in, in June 2020, and then I was unemployed for those months before opening the cafe. I went through the, um, you know, the motions of applying, knocking on doors, you know, trying to seek some sort of, uh, of employment and it just never worked out, you know, and um, I remember this, this moment when, you know, God gave an opportunity and he said, listen, here's an opportunity. You've always been a coffee guy. You've always been a person who was super passionate about individuals and serving them in whichsoever way possible. So here's an opportunity to serve people your most desirable beverage, you know, which is coffee. And so I, uh, mm. I took the plunge and I said, listen, now or never, let's open this thing up. And if it is truly yours, God, it will succeed. And if it's mine, it will no, it will not succeed, but I'll only know that by going through the, the motions, you know, going through the journey. And so I, I decided to open it up. And yeah, there's been challenges here and there, but most of it has been grace. And I'm super, super humbled. Mm, that's very admirable, brother. That's very dope. Um, the fact that an opportunity was presented to you and you took charge of that opportunity. How, how was the process, though? How did you build up the courage to just, you know, move into it immediately? Because somebody listening might be like, okay, I also have a particular opportunity that is presented to me, you know? But an opportunity being presented to you and you actually putting yourself in a position to 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 go get that opportunity and to get that bag is a different story. So how did you develop that courage to 
to immediately say, let's do this? What were the driving forces behind that? So great question, brother, honestly. So first and foremost, I'm one to believe that you need to set yourself up to succeed. And uh, what I mean by that is you need to literally create a stepping stone for yourself if one is not presented to you. You know, that's the whole mentorship process, the whole coaching process. You need to build a work ethic. You need to build your character. And you also need to shape your character by going through multiple experiences that will therefore shape it, you know, that will either, you know, like firstly demolish it before creating it because some of us are born soft, you know, we just, we grew up in a soft generation. So things that happen to us, you know, we don't often believe they're happening for us, but they're happening to us. We often give up before we even start. We give up because of the thought of failure. So you need to go through the motions of feeling like a failure, feeling like you're in discomfort, seeking for uncertainty. You need to go through all of that in order for you to find yourself. Um, and then once you've found who you truly are and you are quite confident in yourself, you have this thing called self-identity intact, then you can pursue courageous activities, you know, because courageous activities, they, 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 they kind of need you to look from within outward as opposed, from, as opposed to looking from outwards within. So to put it into perspective, when you look at the market, you know, whatever market that you're planning to get into, you don't look at the market, you look at yourself before you perceive it. You're like, what is in me that I can, you know, bring into this market? Like yeah. what's needed? What, what do can I, I currently have? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Can I present some sort of value that no other person is presenting? You know, because people don't compete against you. I don't believe I've got a competitor because people come there first and foremost for Ulungelo, before they come there for what I am selling. I first sell myself, then I sell the products that I present. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really dope. You sell yourself first before you, you sell your products. And I like how you said, identifying identity and being intact with it and ensuring that your posture and the knowledge of your identity is what enables you to pursue courageous activity. I think a mistake that a lot of us make, um, especially people that are trying to pursue something great uh, entrepreneurially or in the entrepreneurial journey um, or trying to establish something, whatever it may be, whatever position it is that you're trying to occupy, we pursue the succeeding in the courageous activity before we look within speak more about that the importance of looking within how has you identifying yourself your true identity your god-given identity helped you to succeed and help you to break through moments where it seemed almost greatly impossible um so i'm not too sure if it's introspection i'm not too sure if i'm using the right term but when you when you look within and you try and identify what's in you that makes you believe Uguti, you are capable of achieving whatsoever it is that you're trying to achieve. Um, I'm, I, I, I seek for uncertainty. I seek for situations and experiences that make me feel uncomfortable. I look for challenges wherever they may be because I know what they will bring to me and for me. You know, the importance of looking within and trying to identify with your true being before taking on a particular challenge is important. And I'll tell you why. Most individuals go into things blindly. And when you go into situations or career 
options blindly. You don't know what to expect and you don't know what you're trying to aim at. So it's like you're an aimless creature. You know, you don't have an aim. You're not targeting anything. So you'll never really know what you're hitting. You'll never really know what you're getting. So you're the type of person who's just hitting multiple things and believing and hoping and being faithful that those things were for you. But you never actually identified with any of them. You never actually said, this is what I believe I want. And this is what I don't think I deserve, you know? So, yeah. so, so, so that's, yeah, yeah, that, that's that part. And the second part to it is being a valued, um, a value, um, a value seeking individual, you know, one that seeks value rather than what most people seek for in business, which is money. I once said money follows good work. And I was told this by a lecturer of mine who said, Lungelo, whatsoever you do, do not focus on the money part, focus on the part that people are not focusing on, which is becoming a professional mm. and becoming in tune with your clientele at whatsoever cost that there is. Because Brilliant. that's what's going to bring the results. Brilliant. The, you. Brilliant. Because at the end of the day, that's what people will pay for. Exactly. The actual experience that you bring to the table, right? Correct. Mm, really dope, bro. Yeah, keep keep on going, bro. I'm listening to you. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't be afraid to slow me down. You know, I, I tend to get very, um, you know, disorganized when I speak about things that I'm passionate about. Of course, um, keep on going, bro. This this is more yeah. of a conversation. So let's let's have it. I'm listening. You yeah, speak, yeah, yeah. Speaking so, about the importance of bringing value to the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the importance of bringing value to the table, man. You know, value is a very self-determining um, thing or self-determining term or phrase or whatsoever it is that you want to call it. Because what mm. I find value sensitive or value a or value what I believe is valuable, you may not believe it's valuable. You know, I of once course. gave an example to a friend and I said, You and I both have a car. My role or how I decide to use my car, I'll probably use my car to go to seminars. I'll use my car to go to networking events. You know, this car is going to bring me fruit. This car is going to bring me benefit. You yeah. may use your car to go to, let's say, Florida. You know, pick up girls, <laughs> yeah. get drunk. It's the same vehicle. It's the same item, but we're but using it for purpose. purposes. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if you are in a vehicle, as each and every one of us are currently right now in our lives, your platform is your vehicle. So if your mm. platform does not have a destination, if it does not have a purposeful driven um, direction or purposeful driven intent, in, 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 um, intention, yeah. you, you're not going to know where you're going. Mm. You know? That's, That's brilliant. Why that's why it's important for you to, once you've identified what value is for you, to attach yeah. that value to a vision. Because the mm -hmm. vision is going to stabilize it and it's also going to maintain it. Of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that on value. You know, value is something that you and only you can create for yourself and also determine and define for yourself. That's, that's, that's amazing. How... I love how you also spoke about vision. I love people who speak about vision because people who speak about vision clearly understand the principle that in order to sustain and to gain territory, you need to have something that is beyond that which you see with your natural eyes. 
And when you understand that, that's when you get deeper into the actual concept of vision because you you, you get rooted into... And vision is beautiful because, I mean, vision is basically the same principle as faith. It, it's the same thing. Vision and faith are both the same things. So it's that thing of knowing that there is something coming or knowing that there is somewhere where you're going. You can't really see it, but you know that it's, it's, it's there. And I love how you spoke about how to attach the value to the vision because the value without the vision is futile, but the value with the vision allows you to gain territory, to gain momentum. It even pushes you in your darkest moments. You know, I'm sure you can, you can attest to that. How is vision um, or you attaching your value to your vision helped you through your most darkest moments? Um, so I'll, I'll speak about that with regards to Saule Cafe. Uh, um, I must say, when I established that I only had a mission, I didn't have a vision. So I was literally just running blindly. I was not running towards anything. And so I was just hoping for anything and everything because I really did just, I didn't have an aim. And then something hit me, you know, this one moment I was sitting and I was like, Lungelo, you're going to serve people till when, right? You're just going to continuously serve people, yeah. continuously receive money, continuously deposit money. But this business is never really going to have a USP, you know, a unique yeah. selling point. Yeah. It's never really going to be different. It's just going to be another cafe, you know, that was established, made its money, then left. So you need to have that thing that's really, really going to, you know, that's going to make you, um, that's going to make you indispensable. And so yeah. I developed the vision for Saule Cafe, you know, which, which is very, very um, in tune with my beliefs, with my value system and yeah. um, with, with, with just my, 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 my wholesome belief, you know, yeah. which is to, which is purchase a piece of land, you know, that will represent Saule Cafe Holdings. So it will be a Saule Cafe Holdings house, which will have multiple rooms, yeah. one being Saule Cafe um, Entrepreneurs Club, Saule Cafe mm. Training Center, wow. Saule Cafe Incubation Center, wow. right? And that space will cater only for entrepreneurs who will not be called entrepreneurs, but they'll be called members of the house. Wow. So we're not looking for aspiring entrepreneurs, those with ideas. We're looking for those that have tested that idea and yeah. failed or have tested the idea and have received some sort of results, but they can't get to where they're trying to get to. So the Entrepreneurs Club, what, what it does, it basically asks you whether or not you want to get into the conversation. Uh -huh. You want to get into the are you, are you with us or are you not with us by yeah. having the speakers that will be there? Once you, once you agree to being with us and saying, no, listen, guys, I am in tune with what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. I really, really resemble your, your, your values and uh, your beliefs. Then yeah. obviously you move on to Asian Center. And that's where we facilitate the, the concept. You know, we facilitate the business that you've already started, but not, yeah. you're not too sure where it's trying to get to. And then obviously the, the, um, What's this? So it's the training center, the incubation center is where we we release people into markets and you know we'll have venture capitalists that will either invest or provide some sort of mentorship um, for these entrepreneurs. Mm, that's beautiful, brother. I love how you you the actual concept that you're you're speaking about is is a growth process. It's a maturation process. It's beginning. It's 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 growth level. It's beginning, it's it's middle, it's growth level, etc. And you want to to build this with the initial purpose of 
of, of, of building businesses for the for for the South African economy and building businesses so that young people could get into a, a space and participate in the entrepreneurial ecosystem, which is amazing. It's, it's brilliant, actually. I love the idea, bro. I think that's something people need to think about. You know, I feel like you know, um, not many. I could be wrong, but not many people are actually focused in in. in 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 growing the startup phase you know it's it's us that are in startup that are that face the most battles you know um in terms of getting things off the ground you know like you know when you're trying to get something off the ground even our context doesn't necessarily allow us to get things off the ground and you see young people who give up or you see young people who put an idea to bid because it failed or because they don't have the leeway or they don't have the latitude, they don't have the runway, they don't have the capital to 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 sustain yeah. that actual thing. And sometimes your idea just needs you to sustain it. You know, it needs you to try again multiple times in order for it to work. It's not that it doesn't work. And when you speak about this training center, this development center that you want to build, it, it, it shows that you have vision. So you're doing what you're doing out of vision. And that's very inspiring, my brother. And one thing I know is 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 a lot of what you have gone through especially in your experiences has 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 shaped you in your entrepreneurial career but let's take it back to like the beginning like how has your life story impacted you to believe that pursuing entrepreneurship is your actual thing yeah yeah um you know so first and foremost man i I quickly identified that there was a God. I quickly identified that he was for me and not against me. And I, I, I quickly had a conversation with him. You know, I, I, when I, when, when I lost, uh, when I lost my parents, I had to decide, you know, I had to decide whether or not I was going to be a participant of life or I was going to let life, you know, um, you know, decide on my take, decide on my behalf. And as you know, life's default button is not success it's literal failure, you know, it's just, it's failure, complete failure. So I had to decide, what do you do from here? You know, are you going to be the kid that, that leeches, that, 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 that literally um, takes from, you know, his grandmother, or are you going to just try and make it for yourself? Are you going to try and become a better person? And that's when I started, you know, focusing on character development. It's when I started focusing on, becoming a better individual. And the thing about pain is, I don't know what it is, but you wanna display, you wanna display assistance yeah. and aid people that have gone through something similar. You know, yeah. whilst you're in pain, trying to refresh others, I don't know where it comes from, but you wanna make sure that the other person that's hanging onto a thread doesn't let go. So yeah. you just consistently wanna be there for people. But then you forget that when you consistently want to be there for people, your cup is running dry. Mm. So you need to ensure that your cup is forever being filled. You're filling your cup as you run dry. So yeah. my past experiences are, um, to answer your question, because I did digress a bit, you know, but I just wanted to give you the backstory of yeah, Lungelo. Yeah. Of course. Lungelo's identity in work. Um, my, my identity in work, so... So I, I've worked at multiple areas. I haven't worked at those places for a long-term point of view, but for the one, I did stay there for a year and a half, which was my previous work experience. I, I worked as a salesperson. I was in the sales and distribution department, and my role was literally door-to-door -door sales. Um, you know, I had to walk 
the streets with the product that I was selling. I had to knock on customers' doors, introduce myself, introduce the business, introduce the business's uniqueness and why the, the, the customer needs this product and how the product is going to change the customer's revenue, um, revenue stream or revenue uh, um, space in the business, you know, things like that. And those moments did not only teach me how to sell, but they also taught me how to sell myself because mm. I, I quickly realized that if I had not trained for, let's say, a month, the customers would treat me differently because I'm not looking uh, attractive. I'm not appealing to the eye. Mm. Um, if I did not get my hair cut, they would treat me differently. They wouldn't let me in the door. They wouldn't, you know, things like that, dude. As funny as it may sound, it's those small things that cripple people's progression in business, in the workspace that they're in. Mm. And the, 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 the yeah. art of selling yourself also. Yeah, speak more on that, my brother. How has that, how has that impacted you in, in, in the way you do business and most importantly, in interacting with people that you want to establish long-term relationships with? And also speak about the importance yeah. of selling yourself. I mean, somebody listening can, can get value in that. Yeah, so so I, I'm lucky enough that I, I love people. I, I love engaging with people, getting to know different people, establishing relationships that weren't there, maintaining some, growing a few. Um, so for me, it's, it's it's really just easy because I enjoy it. But but um, the importance or the art of selling yourself first, you need to understand that people don't do business with buildings; they do business with people. So people will first engage with you before they'll engage with the product that you're selling. So when a person meets you, they, they, they need to like something about you, you know, because whatever it is that you're there for, you first transact emotions, you first transact feelings. So it's how a person feels about you. It's how a person feels about your personality that actually allows them to continue pursuing whatever it is that you are there to pursue. Now, there are odd moments where people don't necessarily have to like you. They just need to get the work done. Um, but then in sales, specifically the role that I was in, I, I really punted on the fact that I was a likable individual or that I am a likable individual. So what I would do is I would pray. I would pray. I would literally pray in tongues as I walk because I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of tell God that, listen, God, are you with me or are you not with me right now? I need to know. Give me some sort of sign that yeah. as I walk into the store, person's going to see you and he's not going to see me. So remove wow. Ulungelo out of the picture. Remove me. I don't want to be seen. Allow you, allow your presence to fill this area and just use me as this vessel. And yeah. so I think a lot of the sales, the deals that I was able to um to, to close were because of that and only that, right? But God has to use someone. And yeah. and 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 that's when I realized Wuti Lungelo, go to gym and train harder because people are looking at that. Whether you know it or not, people are looking. Get your hair cut. Why? It's not only for you. People look at you first before they speak to you. Okay, great. Lungelo, fix your pants, fix your t-shirt, things like that, brother. You're selling yourself. So you first need to look presentable, you need to smell good, you need to feel good. And people will draw that energy from you onto themselves because you'll find that they are trying to get to where you are. But yeah. because they're the customer and you're the supplier, 
It's not easy for them to just get into your space and start a relationship with you. So you need to be the one who becomes humanistic and not robotic. Yeah. And you actually speak to the customer. Hi, my name is Lungelo. The reason I started this business is because of A and B. This is why you are here. I'm not only selling coffee, tea, and meals. I am here because of my story. And you probably have a story as well. And that story can get you to where I am, if not better. Mm, now that's really, really dope. People, but 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 what what do you have to say to somebody who 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 does not want to embrace their story? It's not necessarily easy for them to because their story is not pleasant. How does a person like that position themselves to embrace their story and allow their life story to to help them um, help them achieve, especially in business? Uh, um. I think, I, think, I think the very first thing that that person needs to understand is the fact that it's not about them. It, it just, it's not, you know, they, 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 are, they are being selfish, you know, because they're thinking it's about them. They think if they share their story, if they testify as to what happened in the past, people will look at them in this way or that way. It's got nothing to do with them, but it's got everything to do with the person who's watching them in that present moment. So I would tell that individual, Uguti, focus on those that will benefit or that will receive from that story. The pain, the tragedies, the lessons, and the experiences that will come from your story or from you sharing your story is what's important. Your emotions and your feelings are not necessarily important in this regard, but you also need to make sure that once you share it, you will not be emotionally drained. So you need to ensure that you care enough about the listeners as you do about how you're going to feel mm. before you deliver the talk, before you deliver the story. Mm, mm, wow. And, and your story is not yours. So, so the, uh, I want you to unpack on that when your story is not for you. Please unpack on, on, on that, that, that idea. So, so I, I like that, man. Wow, that is beautiful. Your story is not for you. Your story is not yours. I'm mm. actually going to write that down. Your story is not yours. No, that's, that's definitely true, man. Your story is not yours. Your story is, first and foremost, God's way of displaying glory. But what people often fail to understand is the fact that if you are going through moments of discomfort, uncertainty, failure, and, um, and just being in a space of, I don't know what to do, that's when you're being shaped. So when you are going through the problems of life, when you are going through the challenges that you may face, someone is watching and that person is getting inspiration. Yeah. And you need to understand that your struggle, whatever it is that you're currently going through, you're probably going through that thing for another individual who's not going to go through it. They need to see you go through some sort of struggle in order for them to believe in their current struggle as well, because they don't believe their struggle means anything. So you're, you're like this individual that they will look to and be like, oh, snap. So if I do get slapped, I don't die. I just get a scar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you are going yeah certain things in your life for the benefit of another person not having to go through it in their lives if it makes yeah. if that makes you, sense 
it makes a lot of sense. You get assigned a mountain to show others it can be moved. Ooh, yo, man, I mean, now, what now is that's this? fire. <laughs> yeah. yo, that's yo. fire. Of course, brother. I mean, that's the reason why you, why would, I mean, think about it. Why would God assign a mountain for you or assign a mountain to you for you, for the, wow, this is good. This is good. Why would God assign a mountain to you so that, so that the people in your sphere have to experience that very same mountain that you experienced? That's it. That's it. You see what I mean? So the reason why it gets assigned to you is because it serves as, it's, you, you're the steward of it. You, you serve as a victory model for that thing, you know, and I, I like what you said about how some of the things that you go through, you go through them so that others don't have to, but you've got to use that that actual experience as a way to testify and as a way to 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 help other people to not actually to believe first that they don't have to go through that particular path. That's really good, my brother. Mm. Mm. Now that's 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 really good because that gets somebody thinking, you know, that okay, the things I've been through don't define who I am. Um, but my purpose defines who I am, you know. And one one thing I, I know about you is you you very very big on on sales, and you speak a lot about sales. And I like how you also spoke about how you were in the sales department, how you did works in sales, and you had a lot of experience in sales. And you have an idea of the type of market that businesses or entrepreneurs want to penetrate when they tell you about it, or if you're working with that current business at that moment in time. Yeah. How has that knowledge contributed to your business moves um, in in the past years or contributed to your business business knowledge, you know, especially since we were in a national lockdown? What gave you the drive that that you have um, and what gave you the drive that you know the type of knowledge that you have is is what 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 enabled you to have that type of knowledge? What have you learned? What are the golden keys that you've learned, especially after we've been through a lockdown? You know, give somebody some sales nuggets. Okay, so 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 when it comes to sales, you need to first and you need to first ask yourself: Do I like what I'm selling, and do I believe in what I'm selling? Right, because if you don't believe in what you're selling, you're not going to sell it from a from a personal point of view. You're going to sell it from a theory based point of view, right? So you're going to mimic what the textbook is telling you to say, as opposed to how you feel about what you are currently selling, right? And you also need to identify the type of individual that you are selling to. Look at them, literally create a client avatar. A client avatar is basically the ideal customer for the product that you are trying to sell. I am selling to an individual who is from an LSM group of five. I am selling to an individual who is a, who, who, um, who, let's see, who is black, who is a female, who has three kids who is married, who is 45 years of age, things like that will give you an idea of who you are trying to get to. And it will also give you an idea of who you are trying not to get to. There's no such thing as everyone being your target audience. 
I don't believe every single individual is your target audience. Yes, there will be individuals who will say, my target audience is anyone who can afford to buy what I sell. But then my question becomes, then what makes you different? Like, that means you're not exclusive. That means you're mainstream. And, that's if, and, that, and if that's your game, then fine. Then become a mainstream distributor and have no value or become niche and sell to individuals who find value from what you are selling. Ne? Um, and then also when, when it comes to sales, you need to understand the, 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 the type of market or the type of space that you are selling into. You need to know who's there. You need to know what they're selling. You need to know what sells best in their stores and why it's selling best in their stores. Starbucks, for instance, they started writing people's names. People identified with Starbucks as a loving and welcoming cafe as opposed to an ordinary cafe that just sells coffee daily without any experience attached to it. Yeah. Mm. That's dope. I like that, bro. I like that a lot, a lot. I'm listening to you speak. Then when you stop, I'm still, you know, I'm I'm still hooked on what you're saying. So, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, bro. So if you hear being too late, just keep going. <laughs> so, what advice can you give someone who wants to embark on increasing their sales, especially now since we're still in the midst of a pandemic? Maybe a startup, or maybe a starting out entrepreneur. Um, or somebody who's just started a business, especially in the services business, because you 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 run a services business. What advice can you give somebody who wants to embark on increasing their sales? Be more humanistic. Be more kind. Share more love. Take care of the current clientele that you have. Ensure that they know that you care about them and their well-being. Ask them questions about their lives, what's currently going on, show them that you value them by giving them, and I know this might sound bad right now since we're in a pandemic, but give coupons or vouchers where need may, where, 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 where you need to, right? For certain individuals that you know have supported you like mad, tell them that, listen, I know we're in a pandemic right now, but this voucher will give you X amount of items for the week on me, you know, and cater for that expense. Consider it's a business expense because that deposit that you're making into that customer, they will become attached emotionally to the business because the business cares about them first as a human being before yeah. them as a customer. You don't see them as numbers or stats, you see them as people who have hearts that are in tune with yeah. the business that want to see the business succeed. Mm, mm, mm. Cater for the people more than than you would if you were just catering for the number. I like that because now you put yourself in, in a position where you want to know their needs and you, 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 you care for their needs more than you care about the return. And we've had this conversation before. I think during lockdown, we spoke about the importance of... <laughs> Yeah, beginning of lockdown, actually. Yeah, because I remember I was in Joburg and we had a very dope conversation on the phone. We were talking about the importance of of being that value and making it certain 
of the value that you give and just giving value before expecting something in return. Gary V always says this. He always says, give more than you expect. Now that's hard if you're dependent on your business or your business is your life supply or your lifeline, but it's a long-term investment. Do you think so? Yo, yo, yo. Can I actually um, um, add, add on to Gary V's giving more um, strategy? So Gary V has this philosophy of jab, jab, right hook. So what he means by jab, jab, right hook, or what I believe he means is give value before you sell. So you don't sell initially, right? Share some sort of story that people will buy into. And then you continue sharing the story even deeper. And then when you get to a point where the customers are in some sort of relationship with you, you right hook. Love it. You sell. But you involuntarily sell without them even knowing you're selling because they belong to this family that just caters to their needs without them even having to, without them even thinking about buying this thing. They know that they need it because yeah. you are the one who is providing it. Therefore, I trust it and I. I love it. I love it, bro. Sell, sell the story, sell everything else first. You know, that's, that's really, that's really, that's really cool, bro. Like, um, and I feel like if, if a lot of entrepreneurs dedicate themselves towards doing that, it's a very good way to gain more customers or to, to, you know, acquire more clientele in, in the actual thing that you're selling, you know, um, what, what should an entrepreneur in particular, a starting out entrepreneur do to position themselves to contribute towards the growth of their personal brand? Cause personal branding is important. And I think you said this in, in the conversation that, um, when people come to your place, they come to you first, right? And a lot of people, a lot of people that have come to your your place and come to your joints, they come because of you, and they come because of you, the the knowledge of you, or they know it's you, etc. So, speak to us about that. Um. So your personal brand is very very important. You know, um. You know my my belief uh, regarding branding is it's essentially what will or what would Uletab will say about Ulungelo if Lungelo was not there to back himself up. That's branding. It's your thought about me when I am not there to back myself up, when I am not there to influence your answer. It's what you say about me, and I am not there to say, I thought you knew me better. That's yeah. your or my brand positioning in your space or your way of thinking. So people need to understand that each and every day, People are watching and whether you own or whether you have, sorry, a personal and a business page, people will treat both of those like they are interlinked because they are interlinked. So whatever you're doing on your personal page, do understand that people are going to regard that as you doing it on your business page as well, because you are the individual behind the business. You are the individual behind the story. Therefore, you are the main character. So in order for you to run away from becoming a main character, you'd have to put someone else in the forefront and you be in the background so you can do whatsoever it is that you want and allow that person in the front to become the face. When you instantly become the face, you need to position yourself as an individual who is the face. And when you are the face, you are responsible for reflecting and resembling values that the business 
understands values that the business believes and yeah. values that the business is born from. Um, right now, more than ever, personal branding is important because that's what people are looking into the most. People are looking for people that cared about them before this pandemic and they're giving them more business because they actually cared. They had a humanistic relationship, not only a business relationship. Um, and also they, they, they had some sort of bargaining power and brand power over their customers yeah. when the pandemic well before the pandemic hit okay uh, that's cool bro I, I hear you and uh, i also like how you spoke about your values also have to sort of like align with the values of your business as well and the the, the one of people always watching is true also hey? i'm sure you can attest to that that people yeah. are always watching you know Definitely, definitely, Letabo. Um, I personally believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason I'm here today, or the reason I am being hosted today on, on, this, on this beautiful podcast is because you've been following me, you know, because you're watching me. You know, if you're not watching me, you would have never hosted me. Yeah. That's the truth. My personal brand was strong enough for you to say, Lungelo, let's do this. Facts. And if it wasn't, I would Yeah. Facts. Now, facts. <laughs> so so i'm basically attesting to the the latter you know which is why is your brand positioning so important especially during this time it's important because people are watching people are trying to create content and they are also trying to document people's legitimate and authentic stories and not those that they want to tell but the stories that they are actually experiencing and telling as they experience them. Mm, that's very true. And I like how you said legitimate and authentic. I think that's one thing people shy away from, but that's where your true greatness lies mm. in your authenticity, you know, just be authentic yeah. and be authentic. And people, you know, who are meant for you will be for you. We think because the masses aren't attracted to our authenticity or the cool people aren't attracted to our authenticity. Our authenticity yeah. doesn't carry destiny, but it does, you know, speak yeah. to us about that. Um, so your authenticity, I personally believe that your, your authenticity will set you apart. It will set you amongst Kings and Queens. I, I, I say this because if you are authentic enough not to shake when influence and power is sitting amongst you, you will be the difference. You will be the person who changes the tone of that, um, of that environment or that atmosphere that you're currently mm. in. Yeah. Um, I personally believe that people need to understand what when things are going well, you are experiencing what I like to call a, a grace period. A grace period is where it seems as if God is just looking after you and you alone. And he's not focused on anyone, but it's just Uletabo. And Letabo is thriving. And you're like, yeah, I'm the man. And yeah. you start being self-righteous. And you're like, man, things are going so smooth. Things will never change. And yeah. then the grace period will come to an end. And reality will strike. And I'm not saying reality striking is grace ending. I'm saying reality striking is grace trying to show you, Uguti, you need to understand that I am forever there yeah. as long as you identify me, as yeah. long as you allow me to control mm. everything. 
I will forever be there. But once you believe, Uti, I am great. I am gracious towards you and you only. And this period is only for you. I will allow you to use your own might. So your own might will fail you so that you will be in need of me again. And know that it's truly me who's at work and not you. Um, I love I love that. I love how you said reality doesn't mean that grace is not present. And I just thought of something that reality is grace present, but it's grace shaping you and equipping you. <laughs> man, which, oh man, we speak the exact same language here. Which is true because when you're in that position, the initial the initial purpose of that po- of that position or the initial purpose of that season is for you to come out better than you were when you were in it. Not for you, not to destroy you or to, to separate you from the actual grace of God. And can I say something else? I want to know what you think about what I'm about to say. Yeah, sure. When you are in when you are in reality, grace is working overtime than it is when you are experiencing grace period. That's that's what I think. That's what I think. Because when you are in reality, that is when when you are in reality, that is when grace is 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 more prominent in your life, but you don't see it because it's prominent supernaturally. It's not prominent naturally. But when you're in the grace period, like you said, everything is fine, right? The bank account is cool. Maybe I'm getting a few deals. Maybe I'm happy. I'm applauded. I'm thriving. You know, I'm getting a few compliments here and there. But when I'm when I'm in reality, when things are going downhill in the natural, that's actually when grace is more prominent because that's when I'm most protected. Because those things have the ability to destroy me, you know. Exactly, exactly, brother. And um, I, I, I believe in what you're saying, and I attest to it. And I'll tell you why I attest to it. Grace is more prominent when in reality than when you are conscious about the fact that you are experiencing grace, because when you are going through the motions of life, when you are experiencing everything, grace is happening supernaturally in ways that you are not identifying because you're so involved in what you're doing that you don't have the time to say, that was God. That wasn't me. That was God. That wasn't me. You're so in tune with the operations of what you're doing that you don't actually step away and say, oh, snap. This cannot be right. This is grace. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's when you you that's when you say this is not me, this is not my might, but this is actually the creator's unmerited favor. My brother, thank you so much for swinging through. It was really dope hanging with you. It felt like five minutes. We should do this again. And I can't wait. We we should do this again, my G. And I can't wait to swing through to your shop. I really want to bring somebody or bring my team there and really show love to you. Please tell people where they can get you, where the shop is at. Um, how how they can reach you and you know how they can help you we're on, we're on your social media platforms as well how people can get a hold of you and yeah yo brother no firstly um, well lastly uh, it's been a pleasure being here honestly man like I cannot wait to have this conversation face to face obviously with our masks on yeah. um, you know just having an actual experience a physical experience of pure bliss and just have this in the cafe. I'd really mm. appreciate that, but time will tell when that will happen. Um, the cafe is located on 102 Lillian Ngoi, Windermere, Berea, in Durban. 
And on social media, it is Saule Cafe, as is one word. On Facebook, it's Saule Cafe, as is one word. And basically how people can assist me is by popping into the cafe and saying, hi, Lungelo, I am coming from PhD, 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 uh, is it project, pro, pro, I can't pronounce the word. Yeah, I just want to yeah. pronounce it pro- properly. Prodigious pro, high prodigious. definition. Yeah. Prodigious yeah. high definition. Perfect. You know, people telling me that that's where I'm coming from and this is what I related to. And this is why I'm here to support you. So that's exactly that, man. And for people to understand, whatever you are currently doing, keep on doing it because it is not only benefiting you, but it is benefiting the individual who is being inspired by your journey and by your walk with God as you try and build the business as well as build yourself in the process. Love it, brother. Thank you so much for coming through. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Dream Podcast. It's such an honor to have Lungelo on. Show some love. Hit him up. Go through. Uh, if you know some people from the area, tell them to go through. Uh, show some love in any way, shape, or form that you can. I love you all, and I want to see you in and all that you do. And remember, the true value inside of you is not for you, but it's for you to make an impact and be significant. Peace. Peace.